1: Out of the gates
2: and ready to go. Outkick 360 is underway. Let the madness begin. Already, a Cinderella has emerged. Furman advances over Virginia. We've got a full scoreboard throughout the day. Live reaction in real time as we watch our brackets bust and our bets. Full show as well. Trey Wallace joins us in 20 minutes. Armando Salguero will talk all NFL free agency headlines. Glenn Gilbo checks in. Both Glenn and Trey are on the road for OutKick, Trey's in Greensboro, and Glenn is in Birmingham with plenty to discuss for the March Madness Brackets. Chad, good afternoon.
1: No matter how many times I tell myself not to get discouraged after the first two or three games of a 32-game first round, (laughs) when I put bets out for the public to see and I lose my first two bets and I lose my first two picks of the bracket, despair takes hold, no matter what. Even when I go you know? in and say it's a long day, that'll lead into a longer Friday, plenty of other games out there, plenty of other bracket picks, plenty of other bets, no matter what I tell myself, I always end up in despair after starting 0-2. I don't know there's been a year that I've won my first two games. I feel like I go 0-2 every year. But you know what? And every time I go against... The media darling, and that was Furman. Every one of the media picked Furman to upset Virginia. Furman upsets Virginia. And I said, they can't be right. They can't. And guess what happened? Hutton's Paladins come through. I have Furman was in the Sweet a, 16. I feel bad for Kalani Clark, the fifth-year senior for Virginia, who was a part of their national championship team as a freshman. Horrendous mistake. Late in the game, up to trapped just throws the ball in the air almost like there was two seconds left and he thought the ball in the air could run the clock out and instead throws it right to a Furman player. One, one pass, pass ahead, three-pointer, Paladins lead, Paladins win. What a start to the day. Though. And Furman was down by
2: double digits with 11 minutes to go in the second half and came back because they average 27 threes taken per game and they got hot. They started hitting and they went on a three. They went 68-67. Also, Maryland and West, uh, and West Virginia, that's a final. Maryland advances by two, 67-65. They'll take on the winner of Alabama and Texas A&M, Corpus Christi, which is about to tip off. Chad, we are betting the board. Outkick bets. Outkick.com slash bet is where you can go for the very latest uh, lines and you can follow us. We're 0 for 2 right now. We promise we're going to win some money, though, because Chad took the first eight games today. I took the second half, the evening matchups. Tomorrow, reverse. We've turned our picks in. And right now, again, Berman upsets uh, Virginia. We had the, the the under in that game. It went with the over on free throws with 12 seconds remaining. And the money line against West Virginia, we lost that one as well against Maryland. Chad, we still have Missouri, Utah State, Kansas and Howard, who, which are underway. Alabama about to tip off. And later, in, in throughout the show today, San Diego State takes on Charleston. Charleston's another... Interesting Cinderella Another story. Another media darling
1: that Could a lot of people have
2: picked. Furman will take on the winner of San Diego State and in Charleston. Arizona and Princeton later, plus Arkansas and Illinois. Uh we have all of our bets up. You can go to outkick dot com for that. Plus, you can follow us on social media at Outkick360. We have games in progress right now. With more, here's Davey Hudson.
0: Yeah, guys. So right now, I mean, first two games. Great atmosphere. Yeah, it's awesome. And I, I'm excited. But right now, underway uh, into the second half, about 16 minutes to go. Missouri leads Utah State 37 to 36. And then the other game in action, Kansas, the one seed, 50 to Howard, 37.
2: So they're up by 13. Kansas is. Chad, they're without Bill Self. All week we heard that Bill Self was returning to the team. And Jeff Goodman has put out a report that. There's still an opportunity for him to join in the round of 32 if they advance. And right now, again, it was a tight matchup, but they're up by 13 now. Um, I'm worried about this. He had, what, stints put in? He had a heart procedure. Stints put in. And while he's been released from the hospital, he also missed the Big 12 tournament. And, I mean, do you really need to be on court side if you just had a heart procedure as a head coach? where you you complained about chest pains, and it turned out that you missed the tournament because you needed this procedure done in order to get you back to normal. I would not risk this. And I don't know why we had the rush to say he's, and I say we, like that the university's saying this, he was going to be fine, he's back. I'm hesitant to say he's going to coach right now because I, I mean, I don't think, I know that the heart condition is more important than being courtside for the
1: Jayhawks as they try to make it back-to-back championships. Yeah, my, my dad recently had stents put in uh, in the last couple of weeks. He had a, a valve replacement after that, which is a much more serious procedure. He's doing fine. He was doing fine after the stents. It is an outpatient procedure a lot of times. This this feels, though, like a, there was an episode that caused this that wasn't the case with my dad. It was more of a, an examination that showed that that's what needed to be done. So I I don't know the difference in recovery with both. I also just don't understand why you would want uncertainty as opposed to certainty. Yeah. So if you're Kansas, just go ahead and say, hey, we're going to play this tournament without Coach Self. We wish him well. We hope he gets better. And don't make it some day-to-day type thing where you don't know if he's going to be coaching or not every game. I, I think you just go ahead and call it. If you're Kansas and say, we're going with our interim coach, our assistant Throughout this tournament as long as we're playing. But
2: again, like right after they tipped off, Jeff Goodman tweeted out that and it's, probably, it's probably he's back.
1: It's probably Bill Self's wish that sure. he leaves the opportunity open to come back and rejoin the team, regardless of what doctors are telling him.
2: Yeah. And I'm just thinking from the, from the job requirements of a head coach. Yeah. That's,
1: I mean your heart rate's going to rise pretty quickly. This is not for the faint of heart. I mean, <laughs> right. that's, you know, we say exactly. that in passing, but this is actual real life stuff. This is not a yeah. tournament to be a part of and invested in if you are faint of heart, which he is right now. If you have a heart condition, you probably shouldn't be on the sideline in a do or die season over or season continues scenario as a basketball coach Yeah, at this level with all eyes on you. So look, I... I'm wishing the best for Bill Self. If he is medically cleared to coach and Kansas is comfortable with it and he's comfortable with it and his family's comfortable with it, by all means, I'm not one to say don't do it. I just feel like it'd be a lot easier at this point, Hutton, to come out and say, he just had a big-time heart procedure. He had an episode that led to that. He's not coaching in this NCAA tournament. Yeah, and I think that might be the right
2: call. We'll see. Uh, Because based on what Goodman's saying, At some point, we're going to see Bill Self on the sideline with Kansas. And that would mean, potentially, the next round matchup on Saturday, as Kansas will, if they advance here, and we expect them to, they will take on the winner of Arkansas and Illinois. Hit us up with your thoughts at Outkick 360. Speaking of not being on the court, John Morant, Chad, is not on the court currently, based on the suspension from the NBA. But we have heard from John Morant. And for the first time... We have to react to what he has said based on this situation.
1: So he did an interview with Jalen Rose on ESPN. Um, John Morant went and sought help for what I can tell was about two or three days at a treatment facility yeah. Early in, this in week, Florida. Yeah. I buy that John Morant wants to make better decisions and that he wants to do what's right and he does not want to sabotage his career. But from what I could tell in that interview, John Morant went to a PR training session and not a treatment facility over the last few days that was pr spin 101 he had the talking points down it's ultimately on me i know that i know now know what's at stake i need to be better i need to make better choices i've let people down i'm going to make sure i'm making better choices but the issue that i have with everything he told jalen rose was there was still this air of I know the way I'm being portrayed isn't accurate. I know what people are reporting and saying about me, and it's not accurate. If you're going to fall on the sword, samurai style, you can't take a half measure with it. You can't come in and say, I'm to blame, I'm at fault, I need help with how I deal with pressure and deal with stress, and then say, But I know that I'm being covered in an unfair way. It's not the way it works. You're being covered as a guy who was at a strip club flashing a pistol. Fresh off of, allegedly, pointing a gun at an entire NBA basketball team. That's who you're being portrayed as. You've always gotten the benefit of the doubt. Since your days at Murray State, you were the plucky underdog story. The city of Memphis loves you. The NBA loves you. The league heralds your every triumph. Don't give me this how I've been portrayed in the media BS. You're being portrayed accurately as a punk. That's how you're being portrayed. I wish you the best. I hope that you sought treatment and you're going to get better and make better decisions. But let's not act like you're being portrayed in an unfair way. And when asked about the whole Indiana Pacers issue, the basic his basic response was, Well, the League investigated and didn't find anything. Wouldn't really confirm nor deny anything that happened. It was just, well, the League did their investigation. And didn't find anything. Look, I think most of what he said, Hutton, was, was okay. Yeah. Right? I think it was fine. Uh, you know, I, I think he's, again, he's gone through PR training. His agent, his representation is telling him the right things to say. I didn't look in that interview and see a guy who's truly changed. Well. I see a guy who now has been threatened with the possibility of losing basketball. And that is important to him. And losing his meal ticket. And that's what he's responding to. But
2: I'll I'll keep this in mind. Throughout the week, we have said, and like late last week as well, it is time for the NBA and the Grizzlies to step in and do something because we we were watching the downfall in real time as a reality TV show every other day. Now it's on John Morant. The NBA has suspended him for eight games without pay. This interview, and I agree with you, Chad, is, you know, for the most part, we heard the right things. But is he going to change the actions or not? When he comes back, we'll find out. Because chances are, if he's not changed, something bad is going to happen fast. And then he'll receive another suspension. And his comments were also on the, uh, the an instant reaction the day after, maybe the night of, his meeting with Adam Silver in New York. So whatever he's echoing in that, he's heard from the league. Plus, he's tacking on his side of the story. That's all good. But whenever your side of the story picks up again, you'll be on the court. And then what happens post-game? will be on social media. And then we'll find out what happens from there. I, I'm, I'm, you know, I, I've been straightforward on this. I'm glad the NBA stepped in and did something. I'm glad the team is trying to do something. And you can tell they're walking on eggshells with this, with how they handled it to begin, which was, it's not a suspension. He's doing, he's getting his uh, mental help and all. Okay. He's away from the team as he seeks treatment, whatever he's doing. Then the NBA came back and said, suspended for eight games. Now it's on John Morant. And it has been from the start, but at least we see an idea of the league not letting him just... Get away with this every time we have the topic of Ja Moran. because he's way. I mean, it's a special talent, and by all accounts, like the teammates really like him. I, it's it's the group he's running with, Jack. And it's it, him it's not too. The, I I just but I'm not going to give The group he's him running him. with came came with the Pacers incident, not him yeah. specifically.
1: And look, the fact that you know his mom. I just – it's everyone around him. His dad's a problem. Shannon Sharp on the yes, – I think the, the fact whole that thing. his mom is calling him to go defend her at a finish line at a mall I, in Memphis, like, these are just problems that are going to follow him until – I'm not saying, you know, pull an Aaron Rodgers and ditch your family – Right, But I'm saying these are just issues that aren't going away. Look, but I fully believe when I'm watching. The I'm, NBA can't step I in I on the family. I watched this interview two or three times with Jalen Rose. I, I see actual contrition in his eyes mm-hmm. about the fact that, oh, now what I'm doing could cost me the NBA. I think he's, been, he's awakened to that possibility that this could ruin my career. Mm-hmm. And what I love to do most is play basketball. And I want to make a lot of money playing basketball. I think he's alert to that. I just, I don't buy it when everything you say also ends with, and I know the way I've been portrayed in the media is not fair. No, it's totally fair. You should not be talking about media coverage. He deleted his social media, which is smart. Stop talking about how you're being portrayed, or I know that the way I'm being portrayed is not reality. Right. It is reality. I mean, if you really want to fall on the sword, come in and say everything that's been said about me is 100% accurate because I put myself in a situation knowingly, willfully recording myself in a strip club with a gun. So whatever's being said is right. I'm going to prove everyone wrong, though, moving forward. From here on out, I am what they say, and I won't be anymore. Period. That is the Chad Withrow PR class. Don't give me these half... Well, I've made mistakes. I, I'm accountable for them. But what's being said about me is not accurate. It's 100% accurate. Everything is 100% accurate. So figure it out. Don't have anything happen again. Now, I also think watching it, I, I'd be shocked if anything else happens. I, 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 I do, can I, say do that. Think, I do think he's going to walk the straight and narrow, at least for this season. The remainder of it. That doesn't mean the group he's hanging with will. True. They and, very well could get
2: another and, incident. And so... Uh, so that's why it's on John ja Morant here. Step in and do something about that or not. But either way, you're going to be accountable for that because it comes back on him. It's John ja Morant and his group. And we're not saying, like, you got to ditch your family. But the NBA can't step in on the family, right? You can't, sus- you can't keep someone out of the, the arena um, and, and, and the travel crew that he's with. But with John Morant, he's got to be accountable for more than just him who represents him. That's the issue now moving forward.
1: If I'm the Memphis Grizzlies, I'm investing in um, a paid vacation for everyone around him for, until the playoffs are over.
2: Yeah, but uh, you know. They, Send them they, to Europe for a month always and a half. Followed him around, though. That, that's the thing. And, 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 I'm
1: saying just to get through this year with a chance to do some damage in the playoffs. But you know, and I know you're the, It's need, more than this year. They need them away. It's, oh, for sure. It's moving forward. It's more than look, this season. You know, that's not going to stop him from beating up a teenager in a pickup game right. when he's hanging out with his, his buddies this offseason. That's not going to stop him from showing up at a finish line to try to you know finish off the security guard there, Paul Blart Mall Cop, yeah. because his mom's mad at him. That's not going to stop any of that, but he's got to remove himself at least for this season and then figure things out. I mean, this has to be the wake-up call to say, guys, I need you the hell away from me. And family until I get back playing and we're through the playoffs. Then we will reevaluate what is best
2: for me moving forward. It's the most difficult aspect of a young player coming into the league. Charles Barkley said this. You get a ton of money and you have family members that you you have grown up with that have helped you along the way, that are calling you and needing things or that are with you, that have represented you. And you've got them with you for the NBA career, and then things begin to hit the fan, and you have to make a decision.
1: Yeah, I mean, look, it's, it's, it's on John Morant now, how he wants to handle this, this moving forward. And I just don't think there's any simple solution, and I certainly don't think three days at a treatment facility in Florida is going to cure him. I kind of laughed at the amount of time that he went away. And then came out yeah, and then well, did I mean, this interview with uh, with Jalen Rose.
2: I think a chat with the commissioner of the league should do more than the treatment facility that, that for three was days. More,
1: That was more, yeah. uh, 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 yes. And yeah. I think
2: that led to some of the topics and his discussion points that he hit, hit on with Jalen Rose. Hit us up with your discussion at Outkick 360. We're watching the back-and-forth matchup in the second half between Missouri and Utah State. Tigers leading Utah State by one, 52-51. With 907 remaining in the game. We'll update the brackets and we head to one of the host cities in the bracket. Greensboro. That's where Trey Wallace is from Outkick.com. He joins us next on Outkick 360.
3: Hey, I'm a Dan, and I know what dads want for Father's Day. They want steak, world-class Omaha steaks. Look. Dads deserve top quality American beef, and that's what you'll get with Omaha Steaks as their Father's Day gift. I gift Omaha Steaks constantly to guests on my show. Urban Meyer, the football coach, Mike Krzyzewski, the basketball coach, Kevin Pritchard, general manager of the Indiana Pacers, just to name a few, have received the gift of steak, Omaha Steaks from me. Order mouthwatering gift packages starting at just $99, and as a bonus, use promo code DAN to get $10 off your order. Give the gift that I give to guests on my show. Mouthwatering gift packages from Omaha Steaks starting at just 99 bucks. and as a bonus, use promo code DAN to get $10 off your order. Sack up and get your dad something he'll love this Father's Day. Sixth and Peabody,
2: our location for all of the madness. Glad you're with us with EHA Beer and Old Smoky Moonshine Hutton and Withrow here. Missouri leads Utah State 55-51 with under eight minutes to play. Missouri at the line uh, for some free throws, and we'll see if the SEC team can advance there. Kansas leads Howard 60-46. to That game also underway in the second half. No Bill Self coaching for Kansas, at least for the opening game of the tournament for the Jayhawks as they try to repeat. Let's head to Greensboro. That's where Trey Wallace is from Outkick.com. He's covering the Wildcats and more. Kentucky will be playing there tomorrow. Trey, glad you're with us here and and look forward to all the coverage uh, of March Madness on Outkick. Hope things are well.
4: Yeah, it's uh it's well. It took me a while to get here yesterday, but you know what, we made it, we're all good and uh been in the uh here at the Greensboro Coliseum right now where Kansas State's currently on the court. Uh and uh rest of the teams have gone through the gauntlet today and it's uh, it's already a wild scene here in Greensboro. That happens when Kentucky plays yeah. and they bring forty-five different media
1: members with them. <laughs> And they're all wearing Kentucky gear, uh, guys in a Ron Mercer jersey right next to you probably walking around. So you forgot your was. wallet and got 90 minutes down the road and had to double oh. back?
4: I've never been as agitated in myself as I was then. So I so I left Knoxville, and I was was driving down the Interstate 40, and I'm heading to Asheville, whatever. So I, I, I thought I forgot my wallet somewhere uh, not my wallet my my id so i thought i forgot my id somewhere so i I was like checking in my backpack i have a specific place i put my wallet in my backpack so i was checking it and i was like "Uh uh-oh my hand. there's nothing there and so i pulled the car over immediately on the interstate i was like (laughs) so i get over i get around i'm searching the car i'm tripping out like okay i gotta have my wallet but then also i'm pissed at myself because i'm 90 miles down the road and I had now I have to return back. So I called up the rental car place, and I was like, "Hey guys, um, there would there wouldn't happen to be a wallet standing right there on the counter? Would there be?" And they go, "Yes, sir, Mister Wallace. Uh, we have your no. wallet." And they were like, "Are you cl- are you close by?" Well, well, no, ma'am, I'm not. About ninety miles down the road. So I'll be back in about an hour and a half. So um, what turned out to be a four hour drive here to Greensboro turned out to be eight hours yesterday. That was fun. It's
1: a feeling of relief knowing that you now has located your missed object that you know that you need. So it's like, oh, but now I have to drive back an hour and a half. But at least I know that's where it
4: is. Something else crazy happened. Last weekend in Nashville, I thought I lost my MacBook charger. Like those things are expensive. I was pissed off. I thought I lost it. Come to find out, I just went through my backpack and it is so stuck, way deep down in my backpack. I thought I lost it. I went out and bought another hundred dollar charger last week, and the darn thing is sitting here in my backpack. So I've just, I've gone full stupid over the last week, and I can't figure out why.
2: So. Trey Willis, uh, Trey Wallace, with us, and, and no, no uh, stupidity uh, when it comes to his uh, great job that he does for us across the SEC. <laughs> I want to preview Kentucky in a moment with their matchup tomorrow. Uh, but Trey, let's start with yeah. Alabama and the recap you have right now at OutKick.com. Where a report states that Brandon Miller, by the way, Alabama is up by five very early in their matchup against A&M Corpus Christi. Brandon Miller's passenger the, the night of January 15th or the morning of January 15th, I should say, uh, was another player. A fourth Alabama player has been identified at the scene of the shooting and, uh, and the murder that took place.
4: Yeah, so this is, you know, it's it's very uh this story we keep getting layers guys and I was I was bringing up the the statement um that that player's father made. So let's get into it real quick. Um Alabama had uh, now this is reportedly, and this is by the New York Times. Let me rephrase this. I am not reporting this, the New York Times is reporting this. Um that there was a fourth basketball player at the scene and that was freshman walk-on K Spears. Um now, the report states that Kay Spears was a passenger in Brandon Miller's vehicle. Now, if you remember, Brandon Miller's vehicle got shot up twice through the windshield. Yeah. So there, that report is saying that that passenger in the passenger seat was Kay Spears. Okay, now where things get a little bit weird. Alabama came out last night and denied this report. They did not deny it to the reporter, but they released a statement to al.com so we get now and, and the report was like we this is untrue not accurate but it, we, it's our understanding is the way they
1: said it that that's not true right yeah it's kind of what the yeah, way yeah, it phrased our
4: understanding it. so they gave themselves an out by the way if people haven't figured that out yet they gave themselves an out well then the player comes out and releases a statement today i'm just going to read a brief rule of part of it. it says i have one thing to say the report in the New York Times was 100% inaccurate and the writer had complete disregard for the truth. Okay. So that's Kay Spears. Personally, that sounds like something that an Alabama official or somebody would write up or type up or his father. Let's get to his father now, by the way. Okay, folks, his father is the athletic director at Marshall university. So he decides to release a statement today through Marshall's official Twitter account and says that I am just incredibly disappointed and irresponsible uh, in, demonst- in the demonstrably false reporting by the New York Times. We are exploring all legal options at this time. I want to have no further comment. Guys, this is absolutely wild. First thing, I know, you know, I know the reporter from the New York Times. He was at the SEC tournament last week. Uh, he was digging around in regards to the Brandon Miller situation. He had been down in Tuscaloosa, like you know, Billy Witz is his name. Billy, yeah, Billy Witz, uh, you know, Billy Witz, and, and and it seemed like he had a, a lot of information about what was going on. And so this report comes out, um, and there's only a couple ways you can find out that this actually happened, uh, either by videotape or you talk to a lawyer, or there is some kind of supplemental part of the case documents that we've not seen yet that has been added to the police report. So as, okay, I I I just want to say this. As you go on in an investigation, you can add, detectives add supplements to the police report, which are different things that happen on different days. Okay. I go interview somebody else another day. Let's add that to it. The only way I can see out of the other examples is that there was a supplement added to it and his name was in it. Now, if he is not in it, and he was not at the scene, and this report was wrong, I don't have to tell you guys what happens here, okay? This is libel. This is lawsuits. This is a lot that goes into this. Um, I just have, have a very hard time believing Alabama right now, and that is my problem with this whole situation. I'm not saying I have a hard time believing the kid, the young man, K Spears or his father. I have a hard time believing anything the university of Alabama puts out. So that's why I'm still kind of like, okay. So, and I've talked to some folks about this at Alabama and at the SEC. Um, They're just kind of bewildered right now by this. So another situation to the Brandon Miller stuff. And by the way, if this kid was in the car, guys, he is now a witness. He would be a star witness because he was at the scene. So, Uh, Just another layer, guys, to the Brandon Miller, Alabama, Darius Miles story.
1: I agree with you. It's hard to believe Alabama on anything right now. Trey, I also think there's no way you could get away with lying about this if you're the kids that's there and you know you were there. So I have no reason not to believe them. Here's what's weird to me. Wouldn't the New York Times reporter call Alabama, call Spears, maybe call his dad and say, we've got this report that he was there. Do you have a statement? And at that time, wouldn't they say – Yeah, the statement is it's completely false that he wasn't there.
4: So I knew – so I was speaking with with Billy, the reporter. Billy went to the reporter while I was in Nashville. and um, He was saying he was traveling back to New Jersey, and then he was going to fly back down to Birmingham uh, on Tuesday. So what you saw – In the report, when he says, when I reached out to the University of Alabama, they did not get back to me for comment. Here's the interesting part. Billy had an opportunity, and he did, uh, go into Alabama's locker room on yesterday uh, when it was open for 30 minutes, and he asked Kay Spears directly that question. Kay Spears gave a no comment to that. It would have been... It would have been very easy, and I'm just I'm just thinking logically as a person, not sure. as a reporter here. Yeah. It had been very it had been it would have been very easy to say, man, I don't know what you're talking about. Like, what are you talking about? Like, I wasn't there. Like, what? Um, the fact that he came out and said, "I have no comment," it just adds a different layer to it. Like, it adds something else that's going on. Like that. That's what caught me off guard is that the young man could have put it to bed yesterday and said, "No, nah, I wasn't there at all." But he gave the no comment thing, and he said it in a different way. Like, I can't comment on that. And I'm like, okay, well, this is – so are you saying you're there or you're not there? So I don't know. And now we have the two statements that are released. Maybe they thought – and I'm just throwing this out there. I'm not saying it's true or not. Uh, but maybe they thought that uh, the kid, you know, the young man wouldn't be named in there or something like that if he was a witness and he was away from the scene – and they could keep it out of the press or something like that, and he would testify in court. I don't know. I'm just kind of throwing that part out there. Legally, you know, that that might make sense.
2: So the detectives made note of an unidentified passenger, right, in Miller's car. Yes. Everyone refers to this video. So the the detective is saying there's someone in the car. There's a source that's telling the New York Times who this was. Here's the other key point to point out. So I just want to, you know, put this out there. In the, statement, yeah. in the statement to the New York Times, Alabama, um, a spokeswoman, uh, Jessica P- Perret, she is yes. saying that based, this is a quote from Alabama, based on the information we have, there were no current student athletes present at the scene other than Brandon Miller um, and Jaden Bradley. Let's also, uh, Miller and Bradley. Um, so what I take that to mean, there's not a football player present. Or anyone else, whenever they're saying student athlete was present, that to me is very hard to just randomly put out there to the New York Times and deny that Spears was the passenger in the car as well. Like that that to me, that's a double down. Not only was Spears not there, no other student athlete was present. That is very I, that's definitive hard hard from
1: that's, the from the university. Now that's hard for me to believe, too.
2: But also, like they're uh, they're I, saying that I, today. Yeah. And we've been covering this now for the last three weeks, and there's always a different piece of information that's coming out.
4: There's always something else to the story. Like, I don't think we've ever gotten the full story from Alabama. And and there are a lot of things that they can't say legally. I completely understand that, okay? But what you can say and what you should have said after the incident, maybe two or three days after the incident where you gathered some facts is, you know what, Brandon Miller – Jaden bradley and whoever yep. they were at this scene but they are witnesses and they're cooperating now we're getting to a point where every you know you got you got billy Witz, you know saying that the passenger was k spears but we don't know that for certain but i will say i don't think and here's another thing too if i didn't know 100 percent and if i didn't see a video That showed me that young man in that vehicle. And I would just, I would never go off in a case like this where it's being scrutinized every single day. There are death threats being made against reporters. There are death threats being made against Brandon Miller and so on. I would not go a single day without 100% accuracy that I knew that that was that player in that car. And if video proof showed me that, which this is maybe what Billy was looking at, New York Times reporter, then so be it. But Alabama has doubled down. I haven't seen anything from the New York Times to say, hey, we're retracting this report. So the way I look at it as a journalist, that tells me they're not backing down from the story. They don't care. So this is a who's who, guys.
1: It's a fascinating story for sure, and one we'll continue to follow, and maybe the most puffed-up response ever ever from both Marshall and Alabama if, in fact, he was in that car when it happened, uh, when you see some of their statements. I want to ask you about Kentucky, Trey, because I know you're there in Greensboro with them. If Kentucky loses to Providence and Calipari has bounced out of the first round for a second straight year, we know there's always pressure on the Kentucky basketball coach from the fan base. Is there going to be legitimate pressure on John Calipari going into next year if that's the Wildcats' fate? for a second straight season?
4: Guys, y'all kind of read my mind because that's how I'm writing for in the morning, Uh, for Friday morning. It's it's talking about, you know, the potential. Look, I was there. You guys remember? I was on the show with you guys. I was in Indianapolis last year when St. Peter's defeated Kentucky. You know what? And the world was coming to an end for Kentucky Wildcat fans and for that university. Let's not forget, just over about a month ago, there were fans in Rupp Arena holding up signs wanting Calipari to go to Austin, Texas. There was talk all over Kentucky sports radio that, hey, look, okay, let him go. We don't need him. We lose to South Carolina. We've lost to Vanderbilt twice. Guys, if if they come out here and lose this game tomorrow to Providence, uh, that should send up some very, very strong signals in terms to the future of kentucky basketball there is too much talent in that locker room i was just in about an hour ago that should lose tomorrow to providence and i'm not saying anything bad about providence it's providence and ed and Kool and them they got a good basketball team but kentucky's got a hell of a lot more talent and if tomorrow comes and we're sitting here tomorrow night after this game around 9 30 and calipari is having to sit up there at that podium and say, well, you know, we came up short again. You know, we battled injuries all year long. I'm so proud of our team for coming out and playing the way they did. No, that's BS. I'm overhearing stuff like that from John Calipari. you got a team full of five-star players that will be in the NBA one day, either playing for a year or playing for 10 or 12 years. And you got a coach who's paid $9 million a season to put the best product out there on the court. And you know what? They came up short in Nashville at the SEC tournament. He used that stupid excuse of, well, you know what? Maybe this is good for us because we can get healthy and take a couple days off. No, that's not the expectation of Kentucky. The expectation is go win the damn SEC tournament. The second expectation is you get past the first weekend of the NCAA tournament. It's just like Duke, and it's just like Arizona and Gonzaga now, and you can name them and go on. The Calipari is getting paid too much money to be sitting his ass home on the second weekend. So I I feel like tomorrow is a very big stepping point for the Kentucky program. Get through tomorrow's game, play on Sunday, and then go to Madison Square Garden. If you make the Sweet 16, okay, cool. But if you lose tomorrow or if you lose on Sunday – the Wolves are coming for John Calipari, I have a feeling.
2: It's a great four-pack of games in Greensboro where we will be previewing tomorrow with Trey, Kentucky against Providence. That's the first game of the evening portion of the Friday night games. Uh, Kansas State and yeah. Montana State will follow Kentucky and and Providence tomorrow. But we'll be recapping uh, Xavier and Kennesaw State with Trey. Plus, uh, Iowa State and Pitt will be going on as we take the air tomorrow. It's, it's going to be a lot of fun, Trey.
4: Yeah, a lot of fun. We got games going on all across the country. It's fun. Congratulations to Furman and congratulations to my parlay for getting that win. And uh, yeah, man, it's March Madness and we're loving it. And uh, we got you covered at Outkick.com.
1: Condolences to my parlay. Congratulations <laughs> to yours, Trey. And hey, you've got two <laughs> coaches. you got Ed Cooley at Providence who's squarely on the hot seat in this game. And there are reports now that Rick Patino will have his choice between St. John's, Providence, and Texas Tech. As to what his and next Ed job might be
2: mentioned at Georgetown. Yeah. He, he may and get I've out heard, ahead of the firing heard, squad.
4: And I've heard Billy Donovan to Texas. So if, if they don't hire, you know, like that was, what's like, Jay Wright up to? I mean, stuff, he's just doing
1: TV now, right? right he could take one of these jobs. too. Hey,
4: Hey, and by the way, thank God that I pulled over before I got into the state of North Carolina and placed all my bets because I forgot I couldn't do that in the state of North Carolina. So you know what? Good thinking on Trey's part. Yeah. Y'all have a great day.
2: Thanks, Trey. Thank you, Trey. Trey Wallace, uh, the very latest uh, from that portion of the bracket with the Kentucky Wildcats and more. You can follow it at Outkick.com. Missouri pulling away from Utah State with a little over a minute first to play win. in that game. <laughs> there we go. We're, we're, Three
1: games in, I'm off the schneid. This we will, will be my
2: first win. We will make some money there. We we have plenty of scores now where Alabama and Texas A&M Corpus Christi, they are halfway through the first half. Charleston and San Diego State have also just tipped off and other scores and finals when we return. Plus, Alabama's definitive through the university saying, no other student athletes were present. And the New York Times is saying... Well, there's a fourth that has been named. Details next on Object 360.
1: If you followed me throughout the years,
4: you know I'm a South Dakota girl at heart who grew up in a ranching family. And I know that America First isn't just a political movement. It's a kitchen table issue, literally. You know, I always support American family owned companies, ranchers and farmers who put high quality meat products on the tables of their fellow Americans. And my friends at Omaha Steaks are the experts. With Father's Day right around the corner, what better gift to give dad than the experience of world-class Omaha Steaks? This package includes a mouth-watering assortment of dad's grilling favorites like Omaha Steaks butcher's cut top sirloins, juicy boneless pork chops, deli-style gourmet jumbo franks, and their legendary Omaha Steaks burgers. Go to omahasteaks.com and use promo code OUTKICK at checkout. Get mouth and gift packages starting at just $99. And as a bonus, use promo code OUTKICK to get $10 off your order.
2: Glad you're with us. The madness is underway across college hoops, OutKick 360, across the OutKick Network. Hutton,
1: congrats to Furman. You have them in the Sweet 16. I do. Winning the The first first big upset of the tourney, the 13 over the four. Furman beating Virginia on a late three-pointer. Also, congratulations to my youngest, Lucy, who at three years old also picked Furman. Nice. Also has them in the Sweet 16, but I, I, I hate to break it to Lucy that her national champion is now out because she had Utah State over Boise State for it all in Houston, and Utah State has fallen to Missouri. So while Lucy got Furman right and may get them right into the Sweet 16, her national champion is now out on day one.
2: So some games going final and then two finals as we started the show. Furman wins over Virginia, so the the 13 beats the four, 68-67 on a game-winning three, Chad, Virginia had the ball, and they led. They led by two. Inbounds pass, and then an attempt by a fifth-year senior to throw it in a trap in a corner situation with a timeout remaining. Yeah. uh, Across the half-court line, and Furman grabbed it. One pass, three, good. 68-67 the final on the game-winning three. Maryland also advances past West Virginia. In another
1: really good game.
2: That was a great game. Uh, 67-65 the final. And Maryland had four points with 11 minutes remaining in the first half. They had missed like eight straight buckets before they finally got going, attacked the basket, went to the free throw line. They clawed their way back in it. They win by two, 67-65. It
1: felt like one, or, one of the two teams would pull away throughout. It was just like yeah. matching nine-point nine-o runs, 10-0 run, 8-0 run for the other team. Maryland would get up eight, then West Virginia would be up nine, and then Maryland would claw back. It was a terrific game of runs, and the Terrapins are moving on. And Davy Hudson is monitoring the in game scoreboard. One just went final,
2: Davy. Missouri advances out of the SEC to the round of 32. They win over Utah
0: State. Lucy's bummed <laughs> that, that they do. Hut Missouri walks away seventy-six to sixty-five over Utah State. We got three other games in action. Number one Kansas. That one we're just waiting on that to go final here in a few more minutes. But they're up eighty-four to sixty-three over Howard. And then another one seed in action. Alabama up thirty-nine to twenty-five over Texas A and M Corpus Christi. Christi sorry. Oh.
1: And crispy. Yeah, I would crispy, like some crispy. I, you got some crispy creams on the mind right now. Th- There's like that. There's some
0: it. crispy chicken tenders out at the I, White Duck too. Taco Shop. <laughs> it, it gets me every time. So, but yeah, uh, 39 to 25 for Bama, and then another game in action halfway through the first. We have Charleston, the 12 seed, up 15 to 14 over the five seed San Diego State. Charleston,
1: Charleston. So speaking of brackets, my o- oldest daughter Evie, who is seven. She actually took a little more time. I and mean, she can read and write, so she was going through it. <laughs> and she would literate. ask me about – yeah, I know this shocks. <laughs> a lot of people out there that, that listen to me every day, but she can. In fact, she is literate, and she could go through the bracket and ask me about each team. So I explained to her, Hutton, I said, now, that number next to them, the lower number, so number one, that means they're the best team in that bracket. That means everyone saying they're the best doesn't mean they're going to win, but oftentimes number one wins, and down the list. So – What she did was, after getting that little bit of knowledge, she took her time and asked questions: How much does this team score? How many games they win? Things like that, you know, basic level stuff. Hutton, she picked every higher seed to win in every round. Once she found that that out, this is the year to do it. So she went chalked out, except one game. No, she picked Louisiana to beat Tennessee. Wow! Because she's heard me say Tennessee doesn't have a point guard. And I asked her, why did you pick Louisiana, but you picked every other high seed? And she said, because, Dad, you talk about them not having a point guard. So if they don't have a point guard, they can't win. And I I had to pause for a second while I was hurt. I had to say, that's pretty sound logic. Good job, kid. The guard play. So she's got all number one seeds outside of that one game. Or all the the higher seeds outside of that one game. Chad, Dennis Gates continues to lead the
2: Missouri Tigers to victory.
1: I thought they were really uh, slept on in this game. Yes. I feel like everyone, they they were Vegas underdogs going into it against the 10 seed. And I'm thinking, man, Missouri, I thought, was better than a seven seed the way they played for a bulk of the season. So I thought they were underseeded a bit. And to be an underdog in that game surprised me. Does not surprise me. They end up winning by double digits. So they will take on
2: the winner of Arizona and Princeton. Missouri advances uh, to the next round, the second round, uh, taking place on Saturday. Uh, beyond that, uh, Alabama uh, currently in action. Davey just gave the score. Uh, they will be taking on Maryland in round two with an a- a- advance over Texas A&M, Corpus Christi. And uh, Furman, they're the team. As we move forward, they take on the winner of Charleston and uh, San Diego State. Chad, you have San Diego State in this matchup. On our uh, bet I may the be the picks, only one.
1: I think I'm the only one to pick Virginia also. I feel like everyone else picks, picked though, Furman.
2: Who do we have in this game? We have, um, we have San Diego
1: State minus, minus five, five and, and a half, half. I yeah. think it is. Yeah. Yes.
2: And so far, Charleston is, is holding their own.
1: After that Missouri win, already we are down to 6.5% of perfect brackets. Three games in. That's it. Mine's not one. Four games in.
2: Uh, Davey Great. Hudson has one of
1: the perfect brackets so far. He'll lose this game. Do you believe him more or <laughs> Alabama uh, or the New York Times. <laughs> we'll play a game. Davey, the New York Times, or Alabama. Who do we believe more? It's coming Glenn up Gilbo later the show. joins
2: us from Birmingham next on Outkick 360. Live coverage from Outkick.com.